Hello everyone, this is Latasha Blanton from the Real South Africa Travel and Tourism. You're going to have the opportunity to travel with Phil Scott to... Sunny South Africa. You guys are going to have the opportunity to come to Johannesburg and you guys are going to be coming to Durban. And we're going to set it up perfectly. It's going to be like a luxury experience for you guys. At the same time, you're going to be getting some culture. And of course, you're going to get an opportunity to talk to Phil, hang out with Phil and get his views on Africa and South Africa. You're also going to get an opportunity to explore the lifestyles here that are available in South Africa. And we're going to do all that for you in an amazing 10 days. We do hope that you go to the website and book because we do look forward to seeing you here. Absolutely. Our website is therealsouthafrica.com. Go there, scroll down. You'll see a picture of Phil and just go ahead and book there. So we'll see you here in what we like to call sunny, sunny South, South Africa. Africa. Both France and the U.S. have bases in, in Niger, considerable military assets uh, in this country. If, if, if we look at a map, uh, the U.S.'s biggest drone base in Africa is based in Agadir in Niger. Now, the U.S. Uh, sent an envoy immediately after the coup to negotiate with the junta. It also it did not actually, it refrained from calling it a military coup because under U.S. legislation, if there is a military coup, Washington has to cut ties and pull out its troops. Why was the U.S. calling for negotiations? Well, strategic interests and money. Hello, guys. How are you? Welcome to another episode of World Conversations. My name is Zendero Ganga. I'm a business journalist by profession and a digital content creator. I love coming on here, having conversations with you guys about black people, Africa, our empowerment, and how we can rise up and take our rightful place at the global stage. So most recently, I was listening to um, an analyst talk about French troops leaving Niger. And it was very interesting to listen to them because a new side of it came up. These countries are not worried that their troops are leaving Niger and there'll be a security vacuum. They're just worried that Africa is now taking, rather Russia is taking over from where they had previously dominated. France had over a thousand boots on the ground. America has the biggest drone base in Niger and Nigerians um, do not want anything to do with these forces. They're trying to fight them out. And uh, Wagner Group has been gaining mileage and momentum on the African continent. And they're willing to partner with Niger to help them fight jihadists and eliminate violence in their country. Now, France and America and every other person is mad, not because that they'll be in security when they leave. They're mad because they know what they were getting from Niger. And now it's Russia's time to benefit from pretending or maybe actually helping solve um, extremism in the region. It was very interesting because when I listened to the expert, she was talking about there'll be a security vacuum. We are worried, oh yeah, 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 yeah. only to get to the point where she talks about um, the actual vacuum that will be left. You know, we've seen Wagner forces gaining momentum in places like Libya, they're in conversation with Burkina Faso, you know, and nobody knows the terms and the agreements of this contract. Yes, they give you security, but what do they get in turn? And it's that what they get in turn that France and America are annoyed over because they're going to lose access to that which is so important to them that they were willing to put boots on the ground for. Do you know how so far apart and how disassociated from reality it is? For France to have troops in Niger, like why does France need troops in Africa? It's not like these African countries will ever pose 
any related threat to these countries. They're still so far away, four hours, six hours, eight hours away, you know. And so I think that it's very important to also note that that vacuum and all these fake outrage of our coups is just not over coups. It's about it's there's a crazy power play here. It's also important to note that um some of these people they are in cahoots and I've said this here before and I'll say it again. Some of these leaders, for example, President Mohammed Bazoum who France insisted that he has to come back to power and they don't recognize the military junta, they're not the legitimate government and the military said, Good morning Africa. This is a new day. You might not recognize us, but we recognize us and we have the blessing of the people and the contracts that or whatever business dealing that you had with Mohammed Bazoum, that's gone. Forget it. And so the chicken is literally coming home to roost. Now, the EU came out very strongly for a return to democratic order, but there was not consistency among EU member states. Italy and Germany, for instance, were calling for negotiations, for, you know, toning down the rhetoric. And very important was the US position, because both France and the US have bases in, in Niger, considerable military assets uh, in this country. If, if, if we look at a map, uh, the US's biggest drone base in Africa is based in Agadir in Niger. Now, the US uh, sent an envoy immediately after the coup to negotiate with the junta. It also it did not actually, it refrained from calling it a military coup because under US legislation, if there is a military coup, Washington has to cut ties and pull out its troops. Why was the US calling for negotiations? Well, strategic interests and money, frankly. The US has put in a lot of money into uh, its operations in Niger. From Niger, it, it, it conducts, it surveys operations right from Somalia into Central Africa. So there was a lot of assets over there. And also, I think Washington was also thinking about the geostrategic calculations and security because Niger is really important for security. What has been happening in Niger and countries like Mali and Burkina Faso, which has been seeing the spate of military coup, is that Russia is making advances in this region. Russia has been operating uh, with its group Wagner. Now, Wagner has fighters uh, in the region, but it also has uh, fake news and misinformation operations. So Russia was pushing an anti-French narrative. Uh, you know, this is a consistent pattern that we've been seeing in former French colonies. The problem, though, is Russia is increasing its, its, its extent, you know, its, its footprint in the Sahel as well as in eastern Libya, but Russia has not proved to be able to enter into the security vacuum. Uh, ECOWAS uh, statistics show that, that attacks have increased in the first six months of, of this country. Now, Russia's plan is basically a disorder, right? Moscow just wants to upturn the rules-based international order backed by the West. But it doesn't really have a plan for what it has in Africa. So this is actually pretty bad news for security uh, in the region and for Africans in a very impoverished part of the continent. Well, thank you very much for watching. I'll see you again next time. Give this video a thumbs up and comment down below what your thoughts are.